Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. What's up, John? Kevin, hi. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be back. Oh, I am as well. Happy uh, to be with you this morning. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. We're still basking in the glow of a Braves championship. The Braves. If you don't like the Braves, uh, tough shit. Yeah. If you didn't think that they belong in the postseason, you're right. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. Know, doesn't matter when you get hot, just you, that you get hot. That's right. If you're a Dodgers fan or some other NL team fan um you can go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh, we love you guys we're here to talk a bit more about passenger 57 1992 wesley yeah. snipes uh star making vehicle if he wasn't a star before i think he was starish yeah i love white man Can't he was jump. on the rise for sure i love white man can jump it's he was a, such a good movie i love uh major league as well but you wouldn't call that like a wesley snipes vehicle or no. anything um, but he was awesome in it. It's interesting to see, like like we talked about before, he'd done some, there were some like comedic roles and then yeah. some like smaller bit parts and stuff and things, but you know, where he added some gravitas to it. But this is the first one he's like, we're seeing him in this like brooding hero. Uh, and I think role. the, I think the African American like film going audience had fallen in love with him in some of the, the Spike Lee movies yeah. and New Jack City. Um, Mo Better Blues. I don't think many people saw King of New York, but that's a fucking crazy movie. That I don't he think I've ever in. seen it. Like a, it's like an Abel Ferreira movie with okay. Christopher Walken. It's very dark. Ooh, okay. Very dark shit. Um, nice. I'll try to catch us up on what happened in Act One here. What happened? Yeah, we got this uh, international terrorist, Charles Rain. Um, he got He's caught. not crazy, Kevin. He's not insane. No. He got caught by the FBI. He's set to be transported cross-country. Uh, to L.A. to stand trial. He's like a international plane hijacker. So they want to put a him job. on a plane and, yeah. <laughs> and get him across country. And we also have uh, John Cutter, security specialist uh, for the airline. He's been training flight attendants how to deal with hijacking type situations. And um, he's been offered a job for the airline to be there like head of counterterrorism. Like Atlantic International Airline or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The perfect guy to deal with a character such as Rain. So they're on a collision course. And uh, that was that brings us up to speed. Nicely done. That was awesome. Economical. <laughs> so the second chapter opens with a shot of an airplane getting loaded up on the tarmac. In the terminal, Del Vecchio walks Cutter through security and gives him advice on what to say to the shareholders at the meeting in L.A. <laughs> you should think of something really impressive to say to start things off. He says, okay. fucking great advice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Cutter says, <laughs> you should avoid taking a shit on the stage. During the <laughs> <laughs> think of something good to say. Okay. That's my, that's 
That's my expert I've advice. never had a job interview before. <laughs> All right. Cutter says maybe yeah, he'll just suggest they fire Delvecchio. <laughs> what an ass. Delvecchio Del chuckles and tells, tells him, you just be yourself, dignified and charming. There's very little charm on display from Cutter, though, yeah. so far in the film. What the, what, what's he wearing? Uh, he had the button-up shirt with a turtleneck on under it. Yeah, it was a look. And sunglasses to complete the uh, the ensemble. Yeah, he, he looked like a badass. That's what. Um, <laughs> Cutter sets off the metal detector. This is a blast from the past. Like all this stuff. Like the, there's no line at the security nope. checkpoint. People are just milling around the airport. It's just a an extra or a metal detector set up in the middle of the terminal. Like yes. it was a crazy time. So what well, was clearly not an airport. Yeah, like it, it looked, it like, was, a mall it looked or like the atrium of a hotel or something. There was like it yeah. was it was ten stories high with balconies overlooking. Uh, anyway, I've, I've been through the Orlando airport and that ain't it. <laughs> so Cutter sets off the metal detector at security. The TSA officer, the young woman, asks Cutter if he's carrying any metal objects. He says that he is and jokes that the bad guys never seem to have a problem getting on board. Um, as he steps well, that's back, that's not a thing you would ever say in a post 9/11 world, like just making light of. <laughs> I, oh, I don't have never a bomb. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bad guys never sneak through. Right. Or never, yeah. So anyway. as he steps back through the metal detector to walk through again, we see a heavyset, dangerous-looking guy behind him in line. That's Michael Horse from Twin Peaks fame. Yep. Um, Cutter goes through and sets off the metal detector again. So the security <laughs> agent takes her wand and says, flirtily, that she's going to have to check him herself. And she she's like groping. She's getting like very, very, very handsy. She was damn near jacking him off. Yeah, she is thirsty. Uh, Cutter seems to be amused by it. This is the first time we've seen Wesley Snipes smile in the movie. Uh, except for that one moment at the beginning of the flashback in the first act. Um, I like that as, as she's like horny and distracted, yeah. uh, the dangerous Michael Horse just breezes through. Yeah, exactly. So as Cutter and Delvecchio walk on, Delvecchio asks Cutter, he's like, how do you do that? <laughs> Cutter says, it's a black thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> He's Embrace like, a black it. thing? I, I understand a black. It. I understand black things, Delvecchio says. So as they walk on, Delvecchio continues. That's what I admire about you, Cutter. Even though you're being hit on by an absolutely beautiful woman, you're determined to maintain your vow of chastity. You make a hell of a Republican. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't touch on that, but I don't think either political party has the the monopoly on being uh, dirtbags. No. Agreed. Uh, Cutter tells Delvecchio he really doesn't need to walk him all the way to the plane, but Delvecchio says it's the least... I can do, and that they're brothers. <laughs> it sounds a little like brothers, um, but he doesn't know why he's so nice to Cutter. That's like he's, he makes a good point. Yeah, why is he so nice to Cutter? Yeah, Cutter's like, you've gotten me to the plane, so you can leave now. Delvecchio looks hurt. Cutter tells him to like cut the sad sack puppy dog <laughs> bu bullshit. Delvecchio says that even if Cutter won't admit it, they both know that he's made the right choice to take this job. Cutter says he's only taking the job to make Delvecchio's life miserable. Man, I feel like literally everything Cutter has said in the movie up until now has a, been like negative. A burn. Yeah, it has. It definitely has. So uh, Delvecchio says that they'll be even then because he's got us. He's like set up some sort of a surprise for Cutter when he uh -huh. gets to L.A. And Cutter's like, what the fuck? Why? What'd you do? <laughs> Devecchio tells him to like get me, the, uh, give, call me as soon as you get there because I want to hear all the details. Man, Sizemore's charisma is off the hook. It is. He's like so good. He's making the 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 dour performance or snipes. Like he's making Cutter seem likable yeah, almost. Definitely. So uh, Delvecchio leaves, and the ticket taker at the counter tells Cutter, you know, you're cleared to board the plane. Right behind him, this dangerous-looking guy, Michael Horace, comes by and gives Cutter this, like, long look. Do you think he's been dropping eaves on any of the conversation? Uh, Why is he looking... No, I think that's just his suspicious-ass look. 
Okay. But he's clearly up to no good. Right. Definitely. Uh, we then get a montage of close-ups of various parts of an airplane. Yeah, that was a um, a Lockheed L-1011 TriStar, the plane. Okay. The setting of this fucking thing. So then the we... The music was banging, man. It was like the Seinfeld remix. It gobbled up some precious seconds yeah, as well. This short-ass movie. Like, make that montage last as long as possible. an engine and a tail and a, and a flap yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just some B-roll. Um, we see rain being transported to the airport by the FBI with a police escort. It looks like they were just rolling through a swamp. Yeah. Which is probably, I think that might be what's around the airport in it, Orlando. Yeah, but. I'm sure it is. Um, and around the LA airport in <laughs> Commando. <laughs> the wetlands. Yeah. The vast <laughs> oh, Los California. Angeles wetlands. They're famous. <laughs> um, so they load rain on directly onto the plane on the tarmac. Mm -hmm. As they get him out of the car, he locks eyes with a baggage handler and they exchange a nod. <laughs> Atlantic International <laughs> Airlines needs Cutter because their security is for shit. Sucks. It sucks. So. I mean, I suppose, I feel like though this type of security stuff is like the airport or federal, the federal people's the federal people. <laughs> responsibility. Give them the federal building. Right? Like to control who's running around on the tarmac. That's not on the airlines. I don't know who hires but the people out there. But don't you think the government's in charge of security in an airport? They're in charge of oversight of it. I don't. I think, think they probably contract some of that shit, though. Like who who makes sure that the wrong people aren't wandering onto the tarmac to right. do whatever? Yeah, okay. exactly. So cut to Cutter boarding the world's most spacious plane <laughs> and finding his seat in coach. The airplane had ten foot ceilings or some yeah, shit. It's man. a big ass plane for an Orlando to L.A. flight. The no? aisles were three feet wide, like epic leg room. I don't know, it's eighties and nineties decadence, I guess. Um. But the FBI guys bring rain on at the rear of the plane with the help of flight attendant Sabrina. That's a, a beautiful Elizabeth Hurley, who was 27 at the time. I think uh -huh. I calculated. Do you think is this how prisoners are transported in real life, like on a crowded commercial flight? Um, I would say no. I would say that they would be on some kind of special like con air or do they flight. put them on a bus or something or a probably i don't know what they do in the script i will say like it was meant it was written as a 747 mm -hmm. with like they got the first classes upstairs you know like right. on a second level and that's where they had rain like isolated from the rest of the passengers which at least that seems to make more sense right. than just sitting next to women and children, children right I, I read in the goof section of imdb they were like there ain't no way a VP of an of an airline would be sitting in coach. That's true. Also, I guess he's not formally onboarded yet. Yeah, he like, hasn't he hasn't not, signed the papers until he, he has that shareholder he hasn't meeting. Done his orientation, right? So, yeah, Liz Hurley ushers them on. That's Sabrina. We see that Marty, the feisty flight attendant from the training seminar earlier, is also working on the flight. So that thank God for that bit of serendipity. That's, but that's uh, Del Vecchio's surprise, right? Oh, is it? Maybe that to me is like you're gonna have to deal with that woman you ran afoul uh, of. That okay. to me is like he knows that, that she's the attendant. I what did you think? I thought that there was a hooker waiting for him in oh, LA, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you know, in the hotel room. No, uh, to me that's the surprise. Is like uh, you're being had to spend four you. hours with that woman who. Oh, well, that your makes guy. sense. That makes more sense than the hooker <laughs> the, uh, theory that I had. So Rain stares at Marty dangerously, but also kind of sexily. He's, like, in, he's feeling her flow. She was a yeah, beautiful woman. Yeah. So Sabrina checks the dangerous looking guy in uh, the the guy that was following uh, 
yeah, cutter yeah, yeah. all the way around the Mr. airport. Forget. Mr. Forget, Mr. pronounced with a T, and he says, Forget. It's French. And she's like, ah, Monsieur Forget. <laughs> um, there's a strange moment between them as she directs him to his seat. Now, that, as a first-time viewer, mm-hmm. did, did, were you already picking up that she might be a baddie or no. not at that point yet? No. Okay. No, it wasn't until I saw, like, after we'd been, um, like, introduced to Marty. Uh, and then I was like, wait, is so two beautiful women in this? It didn't occur to me that they're, one of them was going to be a bad guy. Okay. So it's at this point also that uh, a little kid named Norman... The kid had a name? Norman. Norman? The child's name is Norman, is staring at Forger, who <laughs> smiles back. Uh, Norman, mom tells Norman it's not polite to stare. Norman goes happily back to playing his Game Boy. Nice. Um, outside, the suspicious-looking baggage handlers loading crates into the cargo hold. Uh-oh. Back inside the plane, Sabrina and Marty are chatting it up about men in L.A. Um, Marty pays Sabrina a compliment. <laughs> and then there's this weird exchange that they kept... All of it because it lasted it an inordinately long time, and so she, Sabrina says it is the most wondrous thing to be flattered by one of your peers, and she's like, "Ooh, that's a fucking sociopathic thing to say." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All she did was say that Sabrina's a pretty name. It's very florid language, I will it's say. It's not even like a thing that she has control over. It's like, "Oh, you have a pretty name." It's the thing most wondrous the fuck yeah and uh, she says i love your accent too and she's like between you and me i've been trying to lose it for years it makes me sound cold and heartless she's like actually now that you mention it ha 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 both chuckle always trust your first impression ah this is going to be a very interesting fight there i was, certainly hope so there was a sexual tension between the two of i them. think sabrina is gender neutral she or at least she's she's, bi. Pan, she's bisexual she's, she's pansexual. pansexual yeah she would she fuck marty to fuck anything that moves yeah so marty begins to check uh that everyone has boarded as sabrina's handing out champagne um norman pretends to shoot rain for some reason but rain like plays along and plays dead uh-huh then rain pretends to shoot back and reveals the handcuffs on his wrist which freaks both mother and child out i thought that was a pretty effective moment agreed but again, why is this mass murderer hanging out next to women and I children? I feel like the, 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 the FBI guys definitely aren't keeping a tight enough leash on him. No, no. Um, FBI guys warn Rain to behave or he's not going to get his toys when he gets to prison. <laughs> I never had any toys. My father believed they would warp my sense of values. Is your father still alive? <laughs> Died violently. <laughs> Okay. This dude loves to flaunt his evilness. Yeah, he is. He's Hannibal Lecter type. But yeah. even Hannibal Lecter doesn't act like this. No, um, no, he doesn't. So as Marty does her head count, she pauses when she gets to Cutter, who's reading The Art of War. <laughs> Probably not for the first time, I would imagine. Snipes would go on to star in a movie of the same name. Uh-huh. Um, and wouldn't you know it, he is, Cutter is, Passenger 57. I've never actually seen a head count on a plane like this. I have, but it looks more like just this, not someone like walking through going one, two. I mean, I also feel like now everything's in the computer and the computer counts how many people they are passing through the gate. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah, Yeah. Pastor 57. So no one actually says the title of this film She's just going one, two, three, and she goes 56, 
And then she stops. Then she yeah. skips. She moves merrily along to fifty-eight. She's not pleased to see him. You are, and you are also not free to walk out. Yeah, on this you movie. you you have to stay. <laughs> so the plane starts to taxi for takeoff. Sabrina asks if Rain and the FBI guy, FBI guys need anything. They say no. Her eye lingers on Rain for the briefest of moments. Mm-hmm. She's trouble. Yeah, one agent says, "I think I've found my next ex-wife." <laughs> Rain gives him. Like this amused, sort of like knowing <laughs> smile, like you're an idiot. Okay. I do. That was a great moment. And he just sort of like, I'm going to give a perfunctory smile at your lame joke. Yeah. So Marty's going through the safety spiel ahead of takeoff. Cutter's like repeatedly pressing the button for assistance. He's so, so obnoxious. Yeah, he's an asshole. Sabrina asking like, who could need anything this early? And Marty says, that's uh, the head of airline security. So that's, I guess he's the VP of airline security uh-huh so sabrina says oh i feel safe already she is fucking horny as hell dude like i feel like sex is just dripping off Elizabeth everything Hurley. she says is good for sounds her sexy. that's effective though yeah. like she good she's a natural like charismatic on-screen yeah. performer she she really really she came is. out of just like fashion mm-hmm. modeling right yep. like not speaking not acting right so marty walks in cutter's direction but blows right past him the plane takes off routinely, but Cutter in his chair is like kind of sweaty and breathing heavy and seems to be nervous and uneasy. Um, sometime later, the flight attendants are handing out menus. I've never seen the meal service except on like a trans-oceanic flight. I have on like, cross-country flights okay. before. And it might have been more commonplace in this era right. than now. I, I, all definitely like think it, I definitely think it was. Yeah. Um, Sabrina gives a menu to Forger and one to Rain, who's sitting directly in front of him. Okay. <laughs> That's convenient seating for their scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, are the flight attendants have a say in that time and who seating people wear? I like, don't know. Because you wouldn't know, they wouldn't know what seat Rain was going to be in to plant Forger. Yeah, again, I feel like the FBI is calling ahead. There's a discussion about where we're going to put the mass murderer. This is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. So... The mother of the little kid stops. <laughs> she says, stewardess, um, you know, is that motherfucker dangerous? Do we need to be worried? <laughs> Sabrina's right? like, Fair Every, everything's safe. And like, you're going to like, tell us Norman, he's going to be safe. Um, and offers to get a soda if mom's amenable. Kid asks for some orange cola, which is awesome. <laughs> I got the impression Sabrina would have fucked this kid if given the chance. <laughs> like, she was just, also, Lucky Norman. the leg room, man, she was kneeling down in front of in the, the kid. leg room between rows. <laughs> that is incredible. And Norman is a short child. Um, <laughs> so up, uh, yeah, Cutter gets up from his seat fine. He's like, I've had enough of this fucking shit and moves back to the galley to the rear of the plane to talk to Marty. He wants I to like know. That he called her stewardess as well. Yeah. Stewardess. Like, yeah. I like that she checked him though. Yeah. She's like, that's flight attendant. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why didn't Sabrina tell the mother that? Maybe she doesn't <laughs> care. She likes being. The customer demeaned. is always right. That's right. Unless you're an asshole. Yeah. So she's like ignoring him until she corrects him about the flight attendant thing. She's clearly pissed at him. Uh, she yeah, says. He's like, why are you ignoring me? Yeah. I'll give you one guess, Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah, she says, go sit back down and I'll bring you some peanuts. He says all he wants is some aspirin, which she handily produces from her apron. She's okay. just pa- packing aspirin. Yeah. So he acquiesces says maybe he was harsh to her at the training seminar, but that it was for her own good. He then starts raiding the (laughs) minibar as she protests. He's just handling everything. It's like, what's the drink allowance for a VP? He's touching every little bottle. Do VPs drink for free? Is it in their contract? Yeah. But 
I also, I got the impression this is just like nervous fidgeting. Yeah, totally. He's a nervous flyer. He admits to that. He's like, anything moving faster than I can walk, I'd prefer to be driving it. Um, she pegs him for a control. She's like, yeah, I, I, why am I not surprised you're a control freak and wants <laughs> to know what it was that he wants from her. And he's just like, will you please just come? This is so needy. Like for someone that does meditation just and martial arts, it's me. like, it's pretty needy. And I guess that flying is his like Indiana Jones snakes. You know who else hated flying? John McClane. That's that's also true. He's <laughs> like, will you please just come check on me every in now the, and again? In the version of this script, which I referenced previously, where his wife had died, died in a plane accident, it makes more sense. In this setting, it's like, you know, it's like his, yeah, it's his kryptonite. Why do you work for an airline, you stupid it's son of a bitch? It's not a great gig for you. No. Especially if you're a VP. Maybe I'm assuming you're going to have to be like, Globe trotting around the world That's to like various places. Being a surgeon, but I can't stand the sight of blood, and I pass out at the <laughs> beginning of surgery all the time. It's like, what? <laughs> Find another job. So anyway, Sabrina then coming through, taking dinner orders from the FBI guys and offering them champagne. The FBI uh, guy seated next to Rain says, "No booze for me, but I'll have the chicken and some tomato juice." And it's at this lame like, combo. <laughs> what is it with people drinking? They won't drink tomato juice or ginger ale any other time of their fucking <laughs> life. But you get on an airplane and everyone's like, "I'll have the tomato juice. I'll have the ginger ale." It's like, what? In my life, I've never seen anyone just drinking a tomato juice. I've seen my grandparents doing it, but it's really? like V eight. They're yeah. drinking V eight. Well, yeah, of course. But what other is there other types? Yeah, there's just literal tomato juice. What is a V8? V8 is like a juice. vegetable. There's like other vegetables in it. It's okay. like a whole serving of vegetables, but it's mostly mostly tomato. Yeah, tomato. mostly tomato. <laughs> so, but like I actually love ginger ale. I oh, like, I love it too. But it's like I don't. But you I hardly ever drink it. it. In your house. I hardly ever drink it. And if I have it, it's usually at home to mix in a, a hard drinker like you. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great mixer, right? I've I never... use it for a dark and stormy baby. Well, yeah. I use ginger beer, not ginger ale. Ginger beer. But anyway, Rain asks for steak and tells Sabrina, "Keep the champagne on ice. We'll celebrate later." The FBI guys, I felt like they're being way too familiar with Rain. Yeah, like they're just letting him have a lot of slack to talk, to interact with. Yeah, she like gives this smile, like she's into it. Like, okay, wow. Um, Back in coach, Marty's brought Mrs. Edwards, a frequent air traveler, to keep Cutter company. (laughs) She looks like everyone's sweet old grandma. Yeah, she totally does. Um, Mrs. Edwards launches into a story about how she flies to L.A. once a month to see her grandkids. Dude, that's a nightmare scenario. What? Like the sitting next to a person who just wants to chat with you the I whole way. Have you had that happen before? Yes. And Me too. I, I am quick to pull the book out as soon as I'm in my seat and Put start the reading. headphones on? Yes, exactly. I don't want to talk to a soul. But it's well played by Marty to like oh, yeah. fuck with Cutter. Yeah. So <laughs> Mrs. Edwards tells Cutter that she never misses his show and makes it clear that she's under the impression that he's Arsenio Hall, complete with the arm <laughs> gesture. And and as close as she can to the... <laughs> she goes like, woo, woo, woo. So that it's like not even close. was awesome. It ages yeah. poorly, I feel like, because Arsenio Hall's like had such a short lived yeah uh, he was span it's a shame too because he was awesome that show was my good my dad still loves to do like the arsenio really whoop. the whoop it up he's i feel like he's uh seinfeld used to have a bit where he's like you know everyone's dad they have their prime like era of their life mm-hmm. they lock it in and, <laughs> and ride it out through the rest of their life their fashion and their true. everything and i feel like my dad must have been early 90s like he's that still was the mustache the, the wardrobe the Arsenio Hall references. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Cutter rightfully is in agony <laughs> by all this, and it's like, I've been fucked over. So then we cut to Sabrina calling down to the cargo area of the plane, and wouldn't you know it, the baggage handler's down there. Oh, problem. Um, so she says she needs special service in first class in five minutes. Is this? So, did you now start catching on that she might be bad? Yes. Okay. And it's also like, so... Are the FBI people in first class? That just is their code. I think that's just okay. her code. I was like, I didn't, I to send didn't the gun, think so. To send the guns up. Right. Yeah, no, they're definitely not first class, which okay. is also, you know, the government's not like stingy. No. They'd buy out all the first class. Probably just to, to keep him isolated. Him. So anyway, yeah. yeah, the guy who answers the phone as Robert, but is <laughs> credited as Vincent. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the guy who was supposed to be working down there's name know. was Robert. Maybe. So he says he'll send it right up. He takes, we see him take a metal case out of a crate. It's sort of like a metal brief case thing. It's like thing. those Halliburton cases yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, Puts it in the elevator up to the cabin. Meanwhile, Mrs. Edwards is continuing to babble to Cutter. She still thinks he's Arsenio <laughs> Dude, Hall. I love that shit. I jotted it out. She's like, I just loved when you told off that Madonna. Who is she to tell you how to wear your hair? <laughs> Cutter. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I don't remember that I don't either. controversy if I wanna, it was I wanna, one, but that's I made awesome. a note to go back and watch it. Who so. is she to tell you how to wear your hair? Um, so Cutter <laughs> excuses himself to go to the bathroom. He's like, I'm going to take a while. She says, oh, I'm that way too. Yeah, she commiserates, insinuating that she too is a long shitter. <laughs> so shut up in the bathroom. He like, out a huge size He's like I don't need this aggravation I don't need this shit um, out in the cabin Rain asks the FBI agent next to him what time it is and that's where I'm like wondering is that his ritual like he asks yeah. his victim the same shit he asked the surgeon before yeah. shit popped off you have the time so the agent's like why you got some place you gotta go um, Sabrina approaches with the food cart she asks Rain how he likes his steak bloody dude we get it you're crazy no yeah we totally it's, to- yeah, it's, it's overplayed it's also um, are there airlines besides like Emirates where you'd get to choose the doneness of your steak? No is that a chance. thing? Every steak served on a plane is well, well done. done. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause that's been warmed up in a microwave. So she lifts the, the plate cover to reveal a gun, picks it up and shoots both the FBI ag- the agents in the head. What? Damn. Sabrina? No. She's a stone cold killer. She is an evil person. So then she passes an Uzi to Forget. The little tiny Uzi. I love that gun. Yeah, it's like handheld. Yeah. Um, as Rain unlocks his handcuffs, it's a well-coordinated attack. And who would have thought it from a guy who's done this four times this year? <laughs> um, so then uh, he, Rain, arms himself with the FBI agent's gun one of the dead guys. Mm-hmm. Passengers are screaming as Rain and Sabrina head to the cockpit and open the door. The woman who stepped out of the bathroom, uh-huh. like who was already screaming when she opened the door, that was shit was funny. To yeah, me. Um, Rain. Sabrina put the boots to her too. Dude, she roughed her Sabrina, up. Sabrina, like, yeah, she's great physical, like, um, like Sharon Stone in Total Recall type, totally. like physicality in the acting. So Rain asks, "Who's in charge?" Pilot says, "I am." He gets shot. Who discharges a gun on an airplane? especially in the cockpit. Well, and it's one thing I think if it's the guns you knew you smuggled in, maybe you load it with an ammunition that, that doesn't exit a body, you know, right. like a hollow point or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the FBI agent's gun. So you would, there's every reason to think the bullet would pass through the guy and, and pierce, right out the window, pierce the window or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he says, once again, who's in charge? 
And then they're like, uh, you are, guy. That was actually a good bit of writing, though. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I bit. do, too. I like that as well. So Cutter hears the commotion and screaming in the cabin. So this is where it's like, his name is John. He's in the bathroom. The terrorists have taken control. <laughs> totally. So suddenly we see that sun, somehow even more gunmen have materialized. And they are very like, they look like Hans's guys from Die Hard. With the their, one, the dude with like the permed hair. Yeah. He looked like uh, Rambo 3 Stallone. Yes. Era. Like, yes. I, Where he I, looks I, sort I of like a poodle. I had to look up because I was thinking, I bet that's Stallone's stunt double, but it, it didn't appear to be. Right. But still. Yeah, so Rain takes the intercom and delivers a spiel to the passengers. Cutter cracks the door open and peeks out to size up the situation. Rain warns the passengers to do what they're told or they're going to get shot. Cutter sees the air phone just outside the bathroom door and gets an idea. So he like pops out, puts in a credit card into the phone. He's also like muttering under his breath. Yeah, like, like this talking. is Del Vecchio's surprise. Uh, like he yeah. like, oh, this is surprise. First it was Arsenio. Now it's this shit. It's like, uh, yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So a gunman who looks like, yeah, like you said, it looks like a <laughs> Rambo era Stallone, like turns turns when he hears the noise but cutters like hidden behind a corner so the goon stupidly assumes it was just the bathroom door that swinging it was like a video game character wasn't yeah. he like the guy who's like i'm gonna walk and every five steps i'm gonna turn to look back and right. then just yeah so cutter darts back into the bathroom closes the door he dials the earphone trying to reach del vecchio he sneaks another peek the goon seems to hear this time and notice that the door is closed now Cutter cannot stop opening that Quit door opening the door <laughs> god damn it so he finally gets a hold of someone, does Cutter, says, I need Sly Del Vecchio. I don't know how to spell his name. D-E-L Vecchio. That is some funny yeah. shit. That stuck with me forever. D-E-L Vecchio. So um, elsewhere, Del Vecchio is leading a meeting. Secretary interrupts, tells him Cutter's on the phone. Cutter oh, opens. There's a call for you on line 24, 24? she says. What the fuck? How many lines do they have? It's a busy, busy business. So... Cutter opens the door for the 15th time for yet another <laughs> peek and sees the bad guy approaching. I can't help but think if he had just kept the door shut. Yeah. He could have had a whole convo. Yeah. Del Vecchio answers the phone just as the goon's reaching the door. He, like, orders Cutter back to his seat. Cutter's, like, feigning uh, panic, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Hans and Die Hard. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I don't want to die. Please don't shoot me. Sweet Jesus, they're taking over the plane. Um, <laughs> the goon picks up the phone and inspects it. He's like, like a caveman. Yeah. What is this object I'm holding? What is this? <laughs> so Cutter pounces on him, disarming him, like slams his arm in the door, maybe breaking it, and then like dunks his head in the toilet. Love <laughs> the dude like comes up with like the blue toilet water on his face. Rambo 3 clone has like cemented himself as a place in the pantheon of all time worst goons. Oh yeah, he's like, terrible. He, just, he had a gun and the drop on the guy, and he's instantly disarmed. Yeah, and, and swirled. Yeah, so he, we take, he takes the guy hostage, like moving him forward in the plane where he sees Rain, who grabs Marty and uses her as a human shield. So mm -hmm. we've got dual human shield action. Cutter tells Rain to drop his gunner. I'm going to shoot your friend. Rain says, "I have no friends." Oh my I god, I have no friends. Cold-hearted dude. Yeah. He also seems to have no ideology. Like, what no. is? Is he's, he a terrorist? He's a nihilist. Is he a terrorist for hire? I think he's just no. He's a. Or does he just like to blow shit? I up? think he's just a mass murderer. He's a he is a serial killer. Okay. So why so, would people be following him? Like, he seems to have these very loyal death worshippers, man. Okay. People are crazy. Shit. Sabrina informs Rain that this guy. Oh yeah, I, I learned earlier that this guy is John Cutter, and he's head of airline security. Uh -huh. Okay, so Rain swaps Marty out for a passenger hostage saying that 
Airline employees know what they're getting into. They accept the risks, but passengers are innocent. Cutter wants to know what There's Rain wants. There's logic to that. Yeah, right? there is, totally. So Rain says, I already got what I want. I've got control of the plane and everything on it. So he, as a passenger, introduce himself. Guy says his name is Douglas. Douglas. Then Rain says, Douglas, do you have any children? Douglas says he's got a daughter. So Rain says, a family man. He has a daughter who loves him. And she, until your interference, had a father. And blows poor Douglas away. <laughs> that was some cold-blooded shit. In that, in that moment where the gun shoots, we get a glimpse of the flashback from when Lisa died. PTSD! Do you like that, the little flashback? Yeah, I think, I think it's it effective. Is, I think it is, like, effective. But I think it would have made more sense if it had happened on a plane. If the wife had died on a plane? Yeah, if Lisa had I died on a plane. So. So, also, Sabrina had like a look of sexual gratification oh, on her yeah. face that She's moment into of it. killing Douglas. Death worshipper. So Rain then blows poor Douglas away. Rain grabs another hostage, this time a woman, and tells Cutter to drop the fucking gun. Cutter appears ready to surrender and does drop the gun. Mm-hmm. Rain says, I loathe incompetence, and shoots his own guy. <laughs> okay, but that Thank gives God somebody killed that yeah. guy. So, but that gives Cutter the chance he needs to like scramble to the back of the plane. Rain is just like firing indiscriminately. That's insane. In in the plane. Do you think? Presumably hit, hitting nothing hit a, but the plane. If you hit a window, I think it would go out. It depressurize like the cabin. If you hit if if you hit the fuselage, you think yeah. it would stop a bullet? Uh, or do you think it still puncture a hole? Out? I think. I don't know. I mean, it probably it depends, depends on the bullet. The yeah, it depends on the gun. The gun and all yeah. that type. But I mean, and I, I guess he was shooting across that spacious, spacious cabin. But, like you said, he's there's no hesitation to fire. No, it's craziness. Um, at the same moment, Marty breaks free some, from Sabrina and makes a run for it. And Marty and Cutter meet in the rear of the plane where they cram into the tiny service elevator. And <sighs> what's going to happen next? <laughs> You're going to have to motherfucking wait. Yeah. The action, though, is kicked into full uh, yeah. full gear here. Yeah. I love it. It's great because there's only 15 minutes left of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're, at the, yeah, we're in the home stretch. What's going to happen? You'll have to wait until next time because that's all the time we have for today. At this moment, we're going to go see Dune. Yeah. Hopefully it's awesome. <laughs> I hope it's good. I've heard it good things. It should be good. It should be good. So until next week. We'll be back. 